0: We are. we are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate.
1: Ariel was not a good man. The fact that he beat his wife was one that was not unknown among his extended family and friends. But it was not until after his wife escaped his evil torment that the true nature of a man's cruelty would reveal itself. And, for the three girls he decided to inflict it upon, It was simply a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is the story of Ariel Castro and the three women he kidnapped and kept locked away for almost 10 years. Welcome, school friends and spook daddies, to another episode of Horror House. Um, Thank you for joining us this week. I am Amy.
2: And I'm Am Dom. That wasn't even English.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Am Dom. We we got it. We know who you are at this stage. (laughs) Um, If if you're looking to wet your true crime appetite and sink your teeth into a juicy case, then you are probably in the right place. Because so are we. And we're very happy to have you. Um, Dom, other than incapable of speaking English, how are you?
2: I speak my own language. Amy understands. Dom. Yeah, it's basically just um, extra words. You, do, you did a shortened
1: <laughs> version of "I am" as well as "am." I, I'm am Dom. We <laughs> understood. See the it's shorter fine.
2: words or adding or adding unnecessary words. Um, there's no in between. <laughs> it swings yeah. one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I am. Not coping well with this heat. I know it's a very stereotypical British thing to say it's too hot. I no, we don't do the heat. When?
1: We're, we're not good at it.
2: Uh, what was it the other day? It was like, it wasn't even, temperature-wise, it wasn't even that hot. It might have been like 22 or 23 degrees Celsius. And I was I was like, I'm dying. Um, and people were like, but it's 22, 23 isn't hot. And I was like, well, in... Many countries know 22 degrees Celsius is not hot, but a British 22 degrees Celsius oh, yeah. feels like you're on the surface of the sun. Um, it's awful,
1: and it is it's a different so, heat. Like, I know this is going to make me sound like such an old woman and it's such a like mum thing to say, but it is a different heat. Like, when you go abroad, it's very dry heat, you're not like sweating, you're not getting all humid and gross. Here, it it's yeah. humid, it's sticky, and it makes you feel like yeah. you need to have, like, four showers in a day. So it's not it's not the yeah. same. I won't have it said that it's the same. So don't even try.
2: <laughs> I won't have it.
1: <laughs> have you heard of Ariel Castro? Do you know the name?
2: I know the name. I know the name. Oh, okay. um, oh, wow. I don't really know anything about him um, or what he did. Uh, but I have definitely heard the name. Because... Um, okay. It sounds like he is someone that is quite renowned, not for good reasons. If if it was good reasons, we wouldn't be talking about him on, on the show. Well, no. <laughs> but no, I have heard of the name true. yet.
1: Cool. All right. Well, shall we dive in then in that case? I've just realized that I start this case, as I always do, with when they this person was born. And we are filming this today on July the 10th. Well, Ariel Castro was born on July 10th, 1960. So... Happy birthday, Ariel
2: Castro. You
1: fucking oh, see Oh
2: God! Swear Amy. <laughs> happy. I've let myself down already. Not so happy birthday, Ariel Castro. I hope not that, so happy birthday. Um, you get. I don't know where I'm going with this. Not uh, to not be happy fair, day. he's not
1: alive. He died in 2013, so doesn't really matter anyway. But. Completely unintentional that we happen to be recording this on what was his birthday. Um, but he was born on July the 10th in, <laughs> oh, and also I apologize in advance, there's going to be a lot of mispronunciations in this because there's a lot of names that I, I don't know how to say. There's also a lot of place names I don't know how to say. So this is going to be a complete <laughs> battery from the offset. Um, but he was born in <laughs> Dewey, Dewey, Yelco in Puerto Rico. Please don't laugh. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you <laughs> pronounce it. If it isn't, I'm sorry. To any Puerto Ricans, please feel free to correct me. You know, I I don't know what I'm doing. Um, he went to the Puerto th- Ricans have already picked to... off.
2: <laughs> They've already gone.
1: Oh yeah. They're like, fuck this, I'm out. Oh it's the God say amy stop swearing. <laughs> anyway. Um he was the son of Pedro Castro and Lillian Rodriguez. Um his parents divorced when he was a child and he moved to the mainland United States with his mother and three biological siblings. They lived in Cleveland, Ohio, where Castro's father and several other families were living, family members, sorry, were living. Um, in total, Castro had nine siblings, so a mixture of half and four siblings, um, and he graduated from Cleveland's Lincoln West High School in 1979. Um, Castro met his girlfriend, Grimilda Figueroa, when his family moved into a house across the street from hers in the 1980s. Castro and Figueroa lived with both sets of their parents. Not sure how that worked, but there you go. I assume she lived with hers and he lived with his. I don't know really what I've written there. But basically, they lived with their parents until they got their own home at 2207 Seymour Avenue, located in Cleveland's Tremont neighborhood. In 1992, their home was a two story, 1400 square foot, four bedroom, one bathroom house with a 760 square foot unfinished basement. I don't normally give, you know, house tours when I talk about cases, particularly this isn't cribs. You know, you don't need to know the square footage of their abode. Um, But it's particularly relevant in this case um, for reasons that we'll get into very shortly. I don't have any pictures I'll find you some. I'm sure I'll be able to, you know, scrape some together. But, yeah, that was the square footage of the house. Not massive, not tiny. Dom's like, Amy, stop talking about houses.
2: No, no. Like, (laughs) I did think, like, I was like, that was a very specific description of the basement. And then I was like, oh, oh, no, okay, no. That's a very relevant one, unfortunately. so
1: the house and the basement so both both pa- everything that i just said is relevant just assume yeah. that all of the things i say are relevant until further notice
2: will do <laughs>
1: according to figueroa's sister Elida Carabio, caraballo i hope that's how you say it um she said that quote all hell started breaking loose when the couple moved into their new home caraballo claimed that castro beat figueroa Breaking her nose, ribs, and arms, and causing a blood clot on her brain that resulted in an inoperable tumor. He also threw her down a flight of stairs, and the resulting sort of impact um, at the bottom cracked her skull. Um, In 1993, bear in mind they only moved in in 1992, um, Castro was arrested for domestic violence but was not indicted by a grand jury not a not very nice guy, really, to his
2: missus. So he sounds like a he sounds like a very very nice person, doesn't he? Sounds Ooh. delightful.
1: <laughs> she must have felt like a very lucky lady. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely go, would want to go to the pub with with, with this guy.
1: Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And we haven't even you know touched the service.
2: Um, this is an in... appetizer.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a moose bouche to the, uh, the foray of violence that is to follow. In 1996, Figueroa moved out of the house and secured custody of their four children. Great, Great news. Um, police assisted in the move and detained Castro, um, but they did not press charges. Again, well done, police. Um Castro continued to threaten and attack Figueroa after she left him, um, according to her sister. Um, and Figueroa filed charges in 2005 in, again, apologies if I pronounce this wrong, Cuyahoga County Domestic Relations Court, um, accusing Castro of inflicting multiple severe injuries on her and of, quote, frequently abducting their daughters. Um, obviously, bear in mind, she gained custody of the kids, so any time that he took, her, took them without her permission would have been considered. Yeah. Um the court granted her a temporary restraining order against Castro, um, but it was dismissed just a few months later. Um, and unfortunately, as a result of all of the violence and of that that um, incident where he pushed her down the stairs, Figueroa actually died in 2012 due to complications from the brain tumour that resulted in that. So she did get away from him um, and she did get custody of the kid, but ultimately it was something that he did that led to her to her death. Yeah. Which is very sad.
2: Good grief! Yeah, what a what an absolute trash human bit. right? Back to what
1: what a dish.
2: Back to normal service. We we had a, a little bit of a palate cleanser episode last week. Now, nah, back normal service has resumed. Yeah, <laughs> we're back to talking yeah. about trash human.
1: We couldn't stay away from it for too long. People would go, "Hang no, on a no, minute, no, what is didn't. this podcast?"
2: Yeah, no, that is very true. That is that is very true um yeah 100% no that is sad um that is sad you know to to suffer like that and you know have that as a result yeah that's very very sad indeed yeah she deserved far far better especially
1: to escape it as well to to go through that Oh yeah. manage yeah. to get away from it all and then have it still basically come back to well, you know, finish you off is just kind of adds insult to injury, I think.
2: She didn't really escape. She just temporarily, I suppose, got away for for a little bit, Mm. unfortunately.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Bless her. Um, Castro worked as a bus driver for the Cleveland Metropolitan School District um, until he was fired in November 2012 for, quote, bad judgment, including making an illegal U-turn with children (laughs) on the bus using his bus to go grocery shopping, um, leaving a child on the bus while he went for lunch, and leaving the bus unattended while he took a nap at home. I wonder why he was sacked. I mean, that seems like a totally normal bus driver thing to do when you're in charge of children in a bus. Why not?
2: That, that's, I shouldn't laugh, but some of those are quite funny. <laughs> He's not a very good bus yeah, driver, I mean, the sounds of, uh, come sounds on. of it.
1: No, my, my, I think like... my, not my favourite one, because obviously it's bad, but I think my favourite out of all of them is leaving a child on the bus while he went for lunch. Number one, yeah, it's a school that's bus. That's what I'm thinking. What the hell are you doing in the middle of the day? Like, why is there a kid on the bus in the middle of the day? Why are you driving the bus that in the middle of the true. day? You drop yeah, them off yeah. in the morning, you pick them up true. in the afternoon. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with lunch? I'm so confused. The, the kid
2: was like, uh, we've passed the school a few times now. I'm, I'm going to be late for... for... Like, the first period. We should probably, you know, get to... It's like, no, I'm hungry. I need no, to go to the drive through. Sit down and shut up, Timmy.
1: This is what I mean. You like can miss did he your just, first period. Did he just forget to drop the kid off? Like, had he been driving around with him on the bus since morning? He just looked and in the back and gone, oh, shit, I forgot one.
2: When did he notice that there was still a kid on the bus? <laughs> I mean, maybe he didn't notice.
1: <laughs> maybe... Maybe of all of the things that Ariel Castro did, he was actually innocent of leaving a kid on the bus because he didn't realise he was there. Who knows? We'll never know. Doesn't matter. He's dead.
2: That's not good bus driving from from Castro.
1: It's definitely not. How good did he bus get driving? He shouldn't buses. be doing it anyway. That, that's what. Oh God, that's knows. What I wanna know. Who knows?
2: Do Do you reckon he went to um, a Lego went to Legoland and got one of those like. Lego driving licenses and was like, I am a certified vehicle motorist. Can I drive your school Potentially.
1: Busters? It definitely sounds like something was a bit a bit dodge. Anyway, he didn't have the best, you know, career and lifestyle anyway. He was earning $18.91 no. per hour when he was discharged. Um, at the time of his arrest, Castro's Castro, home was in foreclosure after three years of unpaid real estate taxes. So definitely wasn't oh, in a good place so obviously with him being alone um his wife had left him she took the kids he's lost his job as a bus driver um something obviously i don't know i don't know what you want to call it let's say clicked in his brain um and he decided that he was going to essentially begin kidnapping women Castro kidnaps his victims by offering them a ride Um, He drove them to his home at 2.07 Seymour Avenue, the home that he had shared with his girlfriend previously. Um, He lured them inside and then took them to the basement and restrained them. The first of these women was Michelle Knight. Um, She disappeared on August the 23rd, 2002 after leaving a cousin's house. She was 21 years old at the time. Um, On the day of her disappearance, she was scheduled to appear in court for a child custody case involving her son Joey, um, who was in the custody of, a, of the state, but obviously never showed up because she never quite got there. Following Knight's rescue, police acknowledged that limited resources had been spent on investigating her disappearance. Um, and this was in part because she was an adult. Authorities believed yep. that she had run away voluntarily due to anger over losing her son. So, because she didn't show up at court and because, you know, She's an adult; she can essentially do what she wants. Initially, there wasn't much effort put into finding her because it was assumed that she was just upset, um, which you know isn't ideal, but also kind of understandable. It's not often that I say that um, the lack of police work is understandable, but I think in this situation, it kind of makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree.
1: Um, according to the Cleveland Deputy Police Chief Ed Tamba, um, Michelle Knight was the focus of, quote, very few tips and some criticized her subsequent removal from the National Crime Information Center database 15 months after she disappeared as the reason that she was basically unknown when she was rescued. No one was looking for her after that point. And, you know, she went on the missing persons list for a little while and, well, I say a little while, 15 months is a long time, but not long when you consider that she was still missing. Um, and then she was taken off of it. So when eventually they were found, no one really knew who she was. No one, you know, had been looking for her and, and a few that had presumably thought she was dead. So it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, Michelle Knight is probably in the worst situation of the three people that he, he took.
2: Yeah.
0: The
1: second woman he kidnapped was Amanda Marie Berry. She disappeared on April the 21st, 2003. So just under a year later, um, the day before her 17th birthday. She was last heard from at around 8pm when she called her sister to tell her that she was getting a ride home from her job at Burger King to a local um, bar where she was going to meet some friends. The FBI yeah. initially considered her a runaway um, until a week after her disappearance when an unidentified male used her cell phone to call her mother He said, "Quote: I have Amanda. She's fine, and will be coming home in a couple of days." It wasn't an unknown male; it was at the time, but it was obviously not now. It was it was Castro trying to presumably throw her mother
2: off the scent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I say throw off the scent. Obviously, he's just admitted
1: uh, that he has her. I know what you mean. The third young lady that he took was Georgina Linton jesus which i have to think about before i say because i'm not very good at it um she went missing on the 2nd of april 2004 so again pretty much a year later um at age 14 she was the youngest of his victims she was last seen at a payphone that's so young 14 i know so young so young um She was last seen at payphone at around 3pm while on her way home from middle school at West 105th Street um, and Lorraine Avenue. Um, At the time, she was friends with one of Castro's daughters, Arlene, which I don't think he realised at the time. Um, Shortly before Gina disappeared, she and Arlene had called Arlene's mother, um, so Grimilda, his, his partner who eventually passed away in 2012 for permission to have a sleepover at De Jesus' house, but Figaro replied that they could not and that the two girls had to part ways. Um Arlene, so his daughter, um, was the last person to see De Jesus before her disappearance, which is mm, I don't want to call it ironic, but it is, you know, somewhat ironic.
2: Yeah. There's a little bit there's a little bit of irony in there.
1: Tragic irony, but irony less. Yeah. De Jesus was under the impression that Castro was picking her up to drop her off at home, um, and she trusted Castro because she was friends with his teenage daughter. Why wouldn't you trust your friend's dad? Um no one witnessed her abduction, and an amber alert was not issued, which angered her father, mostly because, you know, initially she thought she was being dropped off by a friend. Um he said sorry, this is um De father. He said in 2006 quote the amber alert should work for any missing child whether in it's an abduction or a runaway a child needs to be found we need to change this law which i think is probably pretty accurate considering
2: yeah like 100% um that's that's something that you do you do sharpish um is you put out an alert um like, you know, 100% agree. It doesn't matter if it's an abduction. Doesn't matter if the kids just ran away for whatever reason. It's still a missing child at the end of the day, and you need to act yeah. quickly. It reminds me of a little bit of when I talked about. Well, this was a while ago. Uh, this is one of my early episodes, I think. Um, when I talked about Johnny Gosh, I think it. I think it was, and they didn't report him as a missing person for the first like 72 hours. Um, Yeah. Which blew my mind. I was like, you you waited three days to report him as missing after he goes missing. Like it's wild. And obviously that changed, you know, and, and, you know, things, um, you know, new laws came in and stuff, but it Mm -hmm. just reminds me of that a little bit. It's like, why, why are you doing things that delay being able to find these missing people. Yeah, You know, act on it straight away.
1: It's actually a common um, misconception in the UK. I I don't know about America, but in the UK, there's this idea that for someone, an adult especially, to be a missing person, they have to be missing for 24 hours. Um, And that's actually not the case. Um, A missing person is a missing person. (laughs) As stupid as this sounds, a missing person is a missing person if they are missing. So, if you're expecting a family member or a loved one to have been somewhere at a certain time and they didn't show up with no explanation and you've got no way of contacting them or asking them, then the police will take that seriously. They they will consider that a missing person and they will look into it for you. Um, it's a very com you know common belief that it has to be 24 hours if they're a fully grown adult and they have to have not been on the grid for for 24 hours and that's just not the case at all. So, it's um. It's something worth mentioning, I think, to know that if you ever are in, I mean, hopefully, no one ever will be, but if you are in a situation where you're worried <laughs> about someone and you can't find them, then it's worth reporting as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: A year after De Jesus disappearance, the FBI released a composite sketch um, and a description of a male suspect described as, quote, Latino, 25 to 35 years of age, um, five feet 10 inches. 165 to 185 pounds, with green eyes, a goatee, and possibly a pencil-thin beard. According to court records, Castro was 5 feet 7 inches, 179 pounds, with brown eyes and a goatee. So, pretty close. In terms of description, not bad. Which, you know, if the drawing was accurate, maybe a bit surprising that he wasn't found sooner
2: yeah yeah that i mean you know when there's descriptions that are quite in depth and you know you're like it would be quite difficult for you not to catch them relatively quickly yeah you're like okay so i don't know what's going on with your police work but bloody hell it's all the It's all McClue. It's 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 all McClue.
1: McClue's at play once again. We just can't get rid of him. He just does (laughs) rubbish work. We we just can't sort him out. DeHazes was featured in the America's Most Wanted segment um, and it linked her to Berry, so the second girl that he had taken. The disappearances received regular media attention into 2012 um, while the families held public vigils. Castro attended. Two of these vigils. Um, reportedly, he participated in a search party and he tried to get close to the De family. Um, obviously, because they were known to him. Uh, sorry, he was known to them. You know, yeah. he tried to help them and get close. Um, Castro's son, Anthony, was a journalism student in 2004 and he interviewed De mother for an article about the disappearances in the Plain Press newspaper. Police kept the investigation open and offered a $25,000 reward for information. Pretty, I don't want to call it ballsy because that's almost giving him credit for it, but like pretty fucking arrogant to go to the family and say, oh, let me help you look. Let me, you know, let me support you. Let me try and do something to help knowing the entire time that she's in your
2: house. Yeah, it's it's so scummy isn't it um and like i said it's it's just it's so arrogant and just it's another insult to to injury for for the families and for the victims and yeah it's just such a scummy scummy thing to do you know just you like, oh you know I'll, i'll help you search and you're like oh i when obviously in reality you're like you know you know exactly where the person is you know exactly what's happened to them but it's like you know, I don't know if it's the they they get a satisfaction from you know families believing them that they want to help, and obviously not knowing that they're the reason why this has all happened. Um, but either way, it's just like you said, it's arrogant and it's scummy, and yeah, it's just dickhead uh, behavior, dickhead behavior,
1: dickhead behavior indeed. Um, now that we know. The identities of his victims. Shall we take a little break before we dive into what happened in his house?
2: Yeah, I think I can mentally prepare myself in the break for, <laughs> for the, the events that transpired in that house.
1: Good plan. Let's um, feel ourselves, um, and we'll
3: see you back here in a dark adaptation podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Brianna. And our producer, Dyson, joins me while working the knobs. Our show explores all things macabre and mysterious. We're talking dark history, true crime, haunted places, you name it. While we typically dive into lesser-known stories, we do cover well-known ones, too. And for those more, let's say, popular cases, we deliver so much information, you're guaranteed to learn something new. And... Sometimes we're even joined by our guest host, Steph, who brings a cosmic twist to the show. Our other guest host, Paige, joins us every other month to bring us into the world of cryptids and folklore. Tune in every Monday for a new episode full of intrigue and entertainment. Dark Adaptation Podcast is available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And next Monday, we'll catch you on the dark side.
0: Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cults, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that'll keep you up at night. He was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and felonious assault, but he was only sentenced to five months of probation. And this would be the last time that anyone ever saw Fiona. Uh, There are allegedly two women who also drowned in the first class pool. Was this the same glowing green that they'd seen in the darkness the night before? He had refused to sit near the wagon cloth because of stains on it, which were most likely blood. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine or sangria and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and 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 Uncorked. Welcome back. Um, to part two
1: of the Ariel Castro story. Dom, how are you? Did you enjoy yeah. your break?
2: I did. Um, we talked about takeaway, which made me we did. now also want to get takeaway. And I probably shouldn't because I'm literally sitting next to two KFC bags and I'm pretty sure there's a few McDonald's bags littered in my room somewhere. So I probably shouldn't really, but I, I probably am going to. Neat. Yeah
1: why not i've been dieting and i feel like i i've earned a treat so i'm gonna get a takeaway it's probably gonna be oh, do you know what now that you said it, i kind of want kfc you've influenced me
2: i have been on a kfc kick and i don't know why but yeah the past few times i've got takeaway it's been kfc like a zinger tower box meal or oh, with a with a flaming mini wrap
1: kfc's great although other takeaway outlets are available
2: we have a wide choice of takeaway outlets. It's not just KFC. Yeah,
1: we do. <laughs> um, cool. So we sh- blah, blah, blah. start again, Amy. What's going on? Shall we find out why what Ariel Castro did with these young women is so bad?
2: I suppose if we have to, yeah. <laughs> like, like we, we said we in the break, the things we do for you people. I'm joking. I love our listeners.
1: In the name of content. Ugh.
2: In the name of content.
1: <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, upon being kidnapped, Castro took Michelle Knight to the upper floor of his house, um, tied her hands and feet together, and pulled her up using her hands, and feet, and neck. He left her there for three days without food. Um, prosecutors at Castro sentencing wrote that diaries kept by his victims, quote, speak of forced sexual conduct, being locked in a dark room, um, anticipating the next session of abuse, dreams of someday escaping and being reunited with family, being chained to a wall, being held like a prisoner of war, missing the lives they once enjoyed and emotional abuse, um, Castro's threat to kill them, being treated like animals, Continuous abuse and desiring freedom. So that was all of the things that were mentioned in girls' diaries.
2: Yeah. It doesn't surprise me um with any of those things, to yeah. be perfectly honest. You
1: know, it's it's definitely um pretty harrowing list of things to have in your diary. I, I keep a diary, it's mostly chatting about basically the same stuff I was putting in there when I was thirteen. Like oh my god, this boy doesn't look like me. And in, you know, comparison, pointless, just the most stupid diary that doesn't matter. Um, And these poor girls are writing about these kinds of things. It does give you some perspective, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The women were kept in locked bedrooms, um, one each. Bear in mind what I said earlier, everything's relevant, Dom. That's why I told you the house had four bedrooms because they all had an each and he had one for himself. In the bedrooms, they were forced to use plastic toilets that were quote emptied infrequently. Um, They were fed one meal a day and were allowed out to shower twice a week at most. Oh,
2: nice! Not nice condition. (laughs) No, Um,
1: a a lot worse than prison and a lot worse than most animals.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But say someone who who like feels like if I don't have if I don't shower daily, I feel absolutely grimy like I obviously you know I can't really compare um but yeah just just even something like not being allowed to shower
1: it's it's just a violation of human rights isn't it it was a way that he had power over them um which is just just horrible um but I would I would love to say that it's the worst of it and it unfortunately it isn't Night told police that Castro had impregnated her at least five times and had induced mis- miscarriages each time through beatings, hitting her with dumbbells, punching her, and slamming her against Holy walls. Shit. He also, as soon as he found out that she was pregnant, started starving her in the hopes that it would make, you know, a miscarriage easier to, you know, induce. Yeah. Knight's grandmother told reporters that she would require facial reconstruction surgery due to the beatings that she endured and had lost hearing in one ear. They were so bad. At one point during her captivity, Knight had a pet dog, but Castro killed it by snapping its neck after it bit him while trying to protect her.
2: As soon as you said dog, I was like, he's going to kill the dog as well, isn't he? Yeah. I was hoping that there would be some positive, like, that the dog would survive or something. It's not even that. We can't even get. We can't even get a silver lining that the dog didn't die.
1: No, there, there isn't one. There, there isn't one. Fortunately, um, <laughs> I know. But buckle in, Dom. Buckle in. Um, the end is near. Don't worry. On Christmas Day, two thousand and six, Castro allegedly ordered Knight to assist in the birth of Berry's child. So Amanda was the second girl that he had taken the sixteen-year-old which took place in a small inflatable swimming pool, um, and he threatened to kill Knight if the baby did not survive. At one point, the baby stopped breathing, um, but Knight was able to resuscitate her. Castro very occasionally took Berry's daughter out of the house, um, including to visit his mother. She called him daddy, and she called Castro's mother grandmother, um, in 2013, he showed one of his adult daughters, his, you know, normal adult daughters, um, a picture of the child and said that she was his girlfriend's daughter from a previous relationship. Um, and he had told others that she was his granddaughter. So there was always a story as to, you know, who yeah,
2: she was, but yeah,
1: whatever. Um, but she didn't go to school. She didn't wasn't allowed to do that. It was actually Barry herself yeah. that taught her daughter how to read and write. Um, but Castro, you know, saw fit to take her out and pretend that, you know, she was someone else's kid or his
2: i I wanted to kind of throw up a little bit when you said that she called him daddy, I'm not going to lie. Ah, oh, I mean, there's something about that word. Just,
1: I mean, it's not untrue. He, he did father yeah, It's her. not
2: untrue, no. But I don't but know. But you need to separate like, the
1: daddies in this situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like even Dad, I wouldn't have taken particularly well, but I would have taken it a little bit better than Daddy, I think
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's just uh oh, it's just not nice it is no um, according to a statement from the Cleveland Police Department, officers visited Castro's home only once following the kidnappings to discuss a completely unrelated incident oh, um Castro did not appear to be home at the time and was later interviewed elsewhere. Neighbors claimed to have called the police about suspicious activity observed at the home, um, but police have said that they have no record of any such calls. How convenient!
2: I don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to say, is there? You know, you the police were standing potentially on the other side of a wall to a kidnapping victim and just didn't didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was an unrelated and incident. It's, it's let's just... be fair. It was un- an unrelated incident. They didn't have any reason to search the house. So it's not, it's maybe not one of our classic instances of bad police work. But to those girls, if they were aware that there was a policeman outside, yeah, can you imagine how horrible that must have felt when they just weren't, weren't rescued?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. And like you say, I don't know, if, you know, we don't, don't know if it falls into the, category of bala of blad, blad fucking up. Um okay. bad police work. Okay. Um <laughs> but is it lazy police work? Is it just a bit naive police work? Mm. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I don't know to call it I don't know if I, I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if it's just a bit lackadaisical. Either way, it left something to be desired.
1: Yeah, it's there's definitely something up. If if that's that situation's been allowed to occur and nothing's come about as a result of it, then something's definitely up, I think. Um, Castro's son Anthony reported that there were certain areas of the house that were locked and inaccessible. So his son had been in the house, um, you know, while the girls were there, but he wasn't allowed in certain rooms. Um, he also mentioned on occasion, three weeks before the women's escape, Um, When Castro asked him if Berry would ever be found, Anthony said, oh, sorry. Okay, I've completely read this wrong. So Anthony was having (laughs) a conversation (laughs) with Castro about whether or not um, he thought that Berry would ever be found. Anthony said to him that he thought that Berry was most likely dead, Um, to which Castro responded, quote, oh, really? You think so?
2: That's um, no, that's not at all low key from Castro there.
1: Um, but, not no, at all no. suspicious. It's just it's just scummy, isn't it? It's just not. It's just not yeah. nice. No, no, no it's,
2: not. it's
1: very scummy. But this story has a somewhat happy ending, and we're going to dive into it right now. Um, on May the sixth, twenty thirteen. Berry was finally able to make contact with Castro's neighbours um, leading to her escape with her six-year-old daughter um, and then the inevitable rescue of um, De Jesus and Knight by authorities. According to police, Castro had left the house that day and Berry realised that he had failed to lock the big inside door um, even though the exterior door was bolted. She did not d- attempt to break through the house door because she thought that Castro, quote, was testing her according to the police report. Um, previously, when they looked into it, Castro had tested the women by leaving the house partially unlocked and exits unsecured. If they attempted to escape, he then beat them, starved them, you know, whatever he did, to point across. Yeah. Um, so instead of trying to break out, Berry screamed for help when she saw the neighbors through the screen. Her neighbour, and quite frankly, absolute legend, um, Angel Caldero, responded to the screaming, um, but was unable to communicate with Barry because he spoke very little English. Um, he went to get his neighbour, Charles Ramsey, who joined him at the house and went to the front door. Um, they kicked a hole through the bottom of the storm door and Berry crawled through, carrying her six-year-old daughter. Um. Ramsey said that Berry told him that she and her child were being kept inside the house against her will. Upon being freed, she went to the house of another Spanish-speaking neighbor and with Ramsey's assistance called 911, saying, quote, help me, I've been kidnapped and I've been missing for 10 years. I'm
2: here, I'm free now. That sounds, I might have heard that, like, recording somewhere. I'm not sure where. It might have been... On a documentary or might have been on on a youtube um video but that that sounded very familiar um but what a feeling though like i i yeah i can't imagine the just elation that was going through her at that moment
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it is it's impossible to imagine it isn't it it's you've had 10 years of your life taken away from you and you've suddenly just gotten away from the man that did
2: it. And yeah,
1: I mean, she must have felt somewhat safe with the neighbors. So she, you know, was confident enough to say it. And the great thing is as well, you also have the added extra, if you like, of yes, you're now out, but now you get to explain that there's two other people in the house and that they need rescuing as well. So you you get to kind of be there for them as well, which is... Obviously, yeah. fantastic. And and what happened? Um, police entered the house soon after finding, um, so, sorry, soon after, um, to find DeJesus and Knight, both of whom were obviously overjoyed to see police. Um, Knight's reported to have repeatedly been screaming, quote, you have saved me. Um, and all three women and very six-year-old daughter were taken to hospital just to kind of absorb the shock and give and physicals so, Um to make sure that they were okay. So, yeah, I I just keep thinking when I was writing the outline for this, I just kept thinking when they were all on their way to the hospital, you know, in with place with, you know, essentially other humans because you know they haven't seen other humans for quite some time. That must just just been so overwhelming.
2: Oh yeah, in oh, a good God, way. Yeah, but
1: overwhelming. Absolutely.
2: and it must have been like. A mix of emotions um i can imagine there might have been a little bit of fear potentially because you know they've been locked away for for 10 years and they're going out into the world which isn't wouldn't have been the same as it was 10 years before that um so i can imagine there was there was some apprehension um yeah and maybe some some fear and and you know how to sort of get back into society in a way
1: oh yeah absolutely i think that that would be perfectly normal you know how much changes in 10 years so th- this happened in 2013 so it's it's been 10 years since the um the girls were rescued and how much has changed in that time you know even with us having access to it just think back to 10 years ago and what we didn't have what we did have you know all of these different things so for that to have happened entirely without having access to anything. So no, no TV, no, you know, newspapers even. So much would have changed. And that's before you've even thought about the fact that you're now not a captive. You know, you're, you're free. You're, you don't yeah. have to stay in one room. You know, it's I, it's just, it's unimaginable. You just can't picture yeah. what that must feel like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even little things, like you say, getting used to, you know, to having freedoms that you haven't had for 10 years.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot. But of course, it's very important this man gets his comeuppance. Um, Castro was arrested in a McDonald's parking lot um, shortly after the victims were rescued. He was charged with four counts of kidnapping and three counts of rape on May 8th. Which carry prison sentences of ten years to life in Ohio. Um, it was reported that Castro recalled, recalled, sorry, each of the three abductions in great detail during his interrogation, um, and indicated that they were unplanned crimes of opportunity, which does sort of make sense. Um, you know, I mean, otherwise, why stop at three? Why? Do you, that kind of, kind of makes sense. According to sources, Castro did not have an exit plan. Um, and believed that he would eventually be caught. You know, he he was aware that one day this all had to sort of end. He referred to himself as, quote, cold-blooded and a sex addict. Um, Police found a suicide note in the house um, in which he discussed the abductions and wrote that his money and possession should be given to the kidnapped women if he were ever caught. So, I don't know if he 100% was remorseless not that I'm excusing it I mean you still don't mean terrible but yeah, he was yeah. clearly having some feelings of guilt which isn't necessarily something that we see often in these cases
2: no um, to be honest I can't think of any cases where where, we've, where they've had some sort of remorse yeah I, <laughs> none spring to mind unfortunately um, they've all shared the common trait of of being quite proud of what they've done, unfortunately.
1: Um Castro made his first court appearance at Cleveland Municipal Court on the 9th of May, um, where his bail was set at two million per kidnapping charge, um, adding to a total of eight million, obviously, the three girls plus the, the little um little girl as well. Um prosecutors intended to seek the death penalty against Castro. Um, and additional charges were reported to be pending, including aggravated murder. Um, For the intentional miscarriages, so the miscarriages that he sort of induced, those were murder, Um, attempted murder, assault um, and a charge for each instance of rape Um, and a kidnapping charge for each day that the victim was held. So in a minute, I'm going to give you some numbers in terms of charges here. Just think about the fact that they are basically a kidnapping charge per day um and a rape charge for every instance of rape. So it's it's a it's a lot of charges, basically, is what I'm trying to say. On May the fourteenth, Castro's attorney said that he would plead not guilty to all charges if indicted for kidnapping and rape. Not sure how you would think you would get away with that, pleading not guilty, but you know whatever.
2: It's an interesting it's an interesting strategy. <laughs> not yeah. sure if it's a not particularly a good one, but it's an interesting one.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I
1: think you did do it, Castro, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, I I like you said, I don't particularly know how he could have swung that defence successfully. But I mean, like you said, defence lawyers are gonna try what they what they can, aren't they, to to get their man or man or woman off the hook.
1: On july twelfth, a again, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but a Kaya, Kaya Hoga. County Grand Jury, which returned a true bill of indictment for the remainder um, of the period after February 2007. It brought the total of counts to 977. So that was 512 counts of kidnapping. Again, one for each day that he had the girls captive. 446 counts of rape. Seven of gross sexual imposition. Six of felonious assault. Three of child endangerment, two of aggravate, aggravated murder, and one of possession of criminal tools, and a partridge in a pear tree. That was a terrible joke.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> that's um, that's a hell of a list. That's a hell it, of a list. It, I think that might be. Yeah. Is that the most amount of charges that we've ever like discussed regarding someone?
1: Potentially, I mean it's it all relates to the same crime, but it it's the fact that the the lawyers they the prosecution, they really wanted to name him, so they went hmm. for all these individual counts of kidnapping for every day that they were kid or you know rape hmm. every time they were raped, you know and and they wanted to make sure that this guy was going to prison, which I think is perfectly fair considering um yes and they they wanted you know the maximum charge they they wanted him to get the death penalty that's you know that's what they were aiming for so these sorts of numbers was another tool that they used to be able to do that you know yeah. all of these yeah. different incidences um obviously there are murder charges here but there's not murder in the sense that he actually murdered one of these women it was because of causing the miscarriages so This is all kidnapping and and sexual assault, pretty much.
2: They're going for the jugular. I like it.
1: Indeed. Um, Castro pleaded guilty on July 26th to 937 of the 977 charges against him. At this point, why bother arguing the numbers? You're basically going to prison. Um, But he pled guilty to the charges of kidnapping, rape, um, and aggravated murder um, but this was part of a plea bargain which called for consecutive sentences of life in prison plus a thousand years or without parole which sounds like a horrible sentence but bear in mind the other option was death so he took all of those charges plus a thousand years.
2: I don't know if the if a death penalty would have been too kind part of me is like mm. I like that he didn't that or they got that he got essentially a, a life without any possibility of parole because I kind of want him to suffer in prison I'd I, I, him having yeah. a yeah the death penalty just didn't doesn't seem like and I'm not going to go into the whole you know am I you know is, is the death penalty good should it be a thing should it not be a thing blah 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 blah, blah. I would I, I think a life in prison without the possibility of parole is the right choice partly because as well let's face it once the inmates figure out what he's done to get there it's not going to be a particularly enjoyable time
1: no no exactly and you know again we're not going to have the debate about whether or not the death penalty is the right thing to do in these situations or whether or not imprisoning someone for that long is the right thing to do in this situation but this is certainly not someone that you're going to want to get off lightly. You know, he he needs to take his punishment, and I, I think this is quite fitting. Alongside his punishment, he, I'm sorry, as and as part of the plea deal, um, he also forfeited his right to appeal, so he'll never be able to, you know, get that sentence reduced or anything like that or overturned. Um,
2: yeah, not that he
1: would. Um. And he also forfeited the right to profit in any wages his crime, so he couldn't like write any books about himself like that. That was um, not part of his pay deal. Good.
2: Um,
1: he also forfeited all of his assets, including the Seymour House, um, which was demolished. Castro was told by the judge, uh, Michael Russo, "quote You will not be getting out. Is that clear?" To which Castro responded, "quote I do understand that, Your Honor." Um, Castro also made comments about comments? Sorry, he also made comments about his quote, addiction to pornography and sexual problems, um, but was cut off by the judge who said these issues could be discussed later and were no longer relevant. Before he was sentenced fully um and got his, you know, thousand plus years, Castro addressed the court for nearly 20 minutes. Um, in which he said he was a, quote, good person and, quote, not a monster, um, but that he was addicted to sex and also pornography and had practiced the art of masturbation from a young age. I don't know at what point you would think this would help. Um, He also claimed that he'd never beaten or tortured the women. Obviously, that's proven to be not true Um, and insisted that quote, most of the sex he had with them was, quote, consensual. Um, he shifted between apologizing um, and blaming the FBI for not catching him. He referenced the fact that the FBI had been to his house and, and not seen anything, um, so he sort of partially blamed them, um, as well as blaming the victims themselves for getting into okay. a car with a stranger. Of um, course. So, I don't know. He He was definitely trying to blame other people um, but he summed it all up by saying something that honestly just creeps me out so much like I read this and I just it gave me shivers he said quote I hope they can find it in their hearts to forgive me because we had a lot of harmony going on in home right how deluded do you have to be how deluded do you have to be to think that the three women that you've kidnapped and are holding against their will are having a nice, peaceful time with you.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was all just one big party. We we're all just one big happy family, really. I'm not. I don't. I'm not often stumped for words. Uh, I. I, I mm.
1: <laughs> it's it's pretty shocking. You know, he clearly thinks that. There are some elements of what he did that weren't wrong. Like, I mean, he denied beating yeah, the women. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you did. You literally beat one of those yeah. women multiple times to the point of miscarriage. So how can you say that that didn't happen? Or, or then how can you go on to say that, oh, there was harmony. You know, they were, they were fine. I mean, that's just not the case. <laughs> it's just not real. Definitely um, arguments to be made that he is not mentally all there
2: yeah oh god yeah he's he's the whole fucking picnic short of the picnic not just a sandwich um (laughs) yeah it's it's (laughs) it seems like a very odd time to lie yeah why lie now that it seems like a very weird time to do it um and just just the goal to to lie just the goal to be like you know, I didn't do any of this, any of these things. We were one big happy family. They were happy. They loved living in the house. You know, it's, I, I just don't understand it. And, and then essentially just to be like, you know, oh, but I, but I have a, but, but I had a, a, a sex addiction that makes this a little oh, that's bit fine, then. less bad. Like what? No, <laughs> no,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't make it any less bad. I, right. I do partially think that right. maybe he was trying to make some of these comments to make his time in prison a bit easier. Like, maybe if people in prison yeah. didn't think he was that bad of a guy, he would get off a bit lighter. I don't know. But essentially, he was trying to defend himself after the court case, essentially. Like, you're waiting for sentencing. You've already been told that you're guilty. There's no yeah. point in it. You know, you just got to take whatever they give you, which happens to be a thousand years, which obviously he didn't serve. He did die in prison in, in that 2013 i believe by suicide although i haven't actually got that written down um but i think you did commit suicide
2: like you say it's it's a weird time to try and dig yourself out of the hole that you've made um yeah you know you've been given life plus a thousand years um i think that the boat of trying to lessen that or plead insanity or something has very much passed uh, you've made your bed and now you have to lie in it
1: for a thousand years
2: yeah and it's not going to be a comfortable bed because it's going to be a prison bed so exactly. not not amazing sexy aerial cash <laughs> not amazing sleeps yes <laughs> oh yeah 100% um 100%
1: absolutely yeah. and hopefully the women that he um you know he did this to are out now and living full and happy lives because that's you know exactly Exactly what they deserve, um Georgina de Jesus was born in nineteen ninety, which is the same year that I was born, so she'd be thirty three now um and the fact that all of that has happened to her in the same amount of time that I've been alive, if I think about the fact that if it had been me, I would have lost ten years of my life mm. it's just it's I can't get my head around that, you know. So, yeah. I can only hope yep. that she is all three of the girls and obviously the daughter as well, um, are out there living as best life as they possibly can, considering everything yeah. they had to go through. But this is a story of Ariel Castro, um, not too distant past, um, only 10 years ago. So, I hope you enjoyed that, dog. Hope you learned something.
2: <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Um, no, it it's um it's we, we don't normally do um recent cases. We we normally do uh, well, at least I, I tend to do cases that are a little bit further back. Um so it's kinda nice to talk about one that's that's in the you know, in the not too distant past. Um and I knew the name. Like I said, I know the quote that you said, um or that um one of the one of the ladies said but i didn't know too much about it but yeah ariel castro is an absolute scumbag human
1: agreed we don't agree often don but we agree on this
2: i'm always right that's why we don't agree
1: right okay you you keep you keep telling yourself that hon you want to <laughs> you want to see us out bring it on home see us out
2: for the week <laughs> yes i will i will happily see us out thank you for for listening this week um normal service resumed a little bit of a heavier true crime centered episode um next week will also be a bit of a heavier true crime centered episode um but thank you for listening to to our episode about ariel castro um also i i was going to say this at the beginning and then i could i just forgot um thank you to everyone who's subscribed to the youtube channel. Um, I'm not sure what it's on. I think last time I looked, it was up to nine or something like that. But thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching our first YouTube episode. Um, We hope you enjoyed. We hope that, you know, it was nice to sort of see faces. Because obviously, if you listen, you know, to the podcast normally, you get our voices. But if you've ever wondered, you know, what it's like to actually watch us, um, you can. So I hope you enjoyed. Uh, our debut youtube episode please don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed tell other people to subscribe if you haven't told other people to subscribe and leave feedback about the videos because you know if there's things that you would like to see a little bit different um you know i'm all for sort of changing things and seeing what works and seeing what what you know could be changed because we want you to enjoy the video episodes so Just wanted to touch on that. Um, But if you want to support us, there is the Instagram page. So give that a follow at HorrorHouse underscore pod. You can also rate on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts website. And you can also follow us on whatever YouTube, uh, whatever YouTube, follow us on YouTube and subscribe, obviously. But whatever podcast app you listen to, follow us on there as well. If you want to support us financially and throw us a little bit of money, um, we are struggling content creators after all, um, then you can do that by getting us some merch or you can warm Amy's cold, cold heart and buy us a coffee because Amy loves coffee. Um, place, and I'm sure thank you. she would be very much appreciated. <laughs> but as I say, thank you for listening slash watching this week um and we hope to see you next week until then all that's left to say from me is stay spooky
1: stay spooky you sexy bunch
2: (laughs) yes sexy sexy people you
1: all i can think about is how bad i want a kfc that's <laughs> it, but now I can't I'm think g- of anything I'm
2: else. Takeaway, oh dearie bee,
1: can't work well. under these chickenless conditions.